Radio Free Cybertron. Transformers. Rewind. This week on Transformers Rewind, it's Bordon. I'm Orion, Orion Pax. Uh, I'm Silverbolt. And I'm Slingshot. I'm Fireflight. And that's Air Raid and Skydive. The Aerialbots think the Seekers are just the best thing ever, and they want to be friends. There's Thundercracker. Boy, can that guy ever maneuver? There's only one way to get those Aerialbots off our tails, and that's to dump the chumps! We gotta save him! Ah! Boy, did you see how fast that Starscream took off? Man, those guys are incredible! You talk about those Decepticons as if you admire them, Slingshot. They're well-built, resourceful, and they're superior to humans in just about every way. While investigating strange activity on Cybertron with the other Autobots, the Aerialbots get their chance to chat with Starscream and friends. We don't want to fight! What are you guys doing? We just want to talk for a minute! Huh? Are those guys crazy? Crazy or even dumber than I suspected! <laughs> but it's a trap, and the Decepticons use their new time machine to trap the stupid airplane jerks nine million years in the past. What is this place? Obviously, it's Cybertron. In the past. Before the war. Before the Decepticons wrecked it. I don't buy that story about everything being the Decepticons' fault. I mean, after all, the Autobots did their share of fighting, too. Because they had to, not because they wanted to. And are you forgetting that it's because of the Decepticons that we're stuck here? Yeah, well, this place ain't so bad. I'll say it's beautiful. Uh, this conveniently lets them watch the rise of the Decepticon faction and see Megatron gun down some civilians. Out of my way, fool! Hauling the casualties off for repairs, they encounter some old dude and end up participating in the creation of Optimus Prime, who sets off to kick ass and take faces. If that young robot needs repairs, I suggest you take him to the next city. Oh, you gotta help. Take a look inside. They've been pouring in since this morning. I had been developing a way to rebuild our robots to fight the Decepticons, but now... Please, just take a look at him. Huh... I do detect a strong spirit within him. I tell you what, I'm going to attempt to rebuild him entirely. All right! He's not the only one. There are others back at the hangar, his girlfriend Ariel. Please, please, one at a time. Perhaps I can help her too, if my plans work. Well, it's finished. You may not recognize him. He is no longer Orion Pax. Now he is the first of our new defenders, Optimus Prime. I was wrong, my friends. I had 
admired Megatron merely because he was powerful. I failed to see how he used that power. <laughs> it's okay. We've all made the same mistake. Having learned their valuable lesson for the day, the Aerialbots get to go home to the distant future of 1985. Hey, what happened to you guys in the past, anyway? Ah, uh, not much. We learned a few things about Megatron, and about you, Optimus Prime. Or, um, should I say, Orion Pax? You! So you five were the ones who saved me. Would somebody tell me what in blazes this is all about? Ask Optimus Prime. He knows. All right. Spill it before I go crazy. Well, it all began about nine million years ago. Oh, great. It's gonna be one of those long stories. I guess there's a little bit more to the episode than that. <laughs> well, but, I don't know, I mean, though. I mean, <laughs> that was pretty close. I mean... You would have uh, had lots of fun writing that, I'm sure. I mean... <laughs> You know, the, th- the thing that precedes this is that, you know, the Aerialbots and the Stunticons have just been created in that two-part uh, Key to Vector Sigma. And they address that in the dialogue of the episode, saying yeah. the Aerialbots are still only a few weeks old. They don't really yeah. know what the war is about. It kind of goes back to what we talked about uh, during Transmutate with uh, that Silverbolt being young and naive and not really getting how Cybertronian society works in general. So, I mean, you get that here again, and it's like, so what's so bad about the Decepticons anyway? Sure, Starscream just tried to dump a couple dozen humans out of his undercarriage, but that's yeah. not so bad, they right? They were just world leaders. They were inferior to us. Why yeah. are we protecting them anyhow? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think it, and it, it typifies something that is the first time that that's sort of addressed in this series, which is when you have you know completely new beings that are brought online. You know, we have a we have a lot of characters that are added to the series, but they're considered to be, you know, Cybertronians that end up rejoining the war once the sort of bridge between Earth and Cybertron is is made a little more solid. Um, but this is different for the Aerialbots because they are literally new beings; they just yeah. came online. So, I'm and impressed. it it ends up being a two part because two a dual effect because. The aerial bots sort of become point of view characters for us as we're able to see, you know, this early period and, and the beginnings of the war as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's another thing too that like Optimus Prime's compassion toward weaker beings leads him to want to protect Earth from the Decepticons, and everybody else has the experience to know that his judgment is right. But the aerial bots are just like. They're still trying to find their own way with this, mm-hmm. and they don't know to trust. They don't really know whose judgment to trust yet, in place of their own, while they still figure out themselves. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for the most part, it's just like a lot of G one episodes where it's it's there's not a lot of depth <laughs> per mm-hmm. se. Although no, I, I think there's I think there's a little bit more than average with this episode. Well, and that's what I was going to say. The The real depth in this comes from some of the things that became parts of the long-standing lore, uh, in particular the Orion Pax um, yeah. piece of the episode where it's established that you know Optimus Prime had a pre-Optimus Prime form and that that was Orion Pax. Now, that's been used in different ways in different fiction, Right. Um, you know, and and in, in, in this we see it where he was rebuilt into Optimus Prime. This is way predates any kind of concept that like 
Prime is a title that's passed down. We don't get that really. Well, really, we don't get that, I guess, until Rodimus. But um, yeah, pretty much. But um, you know, it, it at least establishes that that character had a preform, hmm. um, and then leads to the speculation of, well, is die on someone, or you know, because right. we later, I think it was previous to this that we had met Alita One, and so they, yeah, um, <clears throat> they had set up that. Um, Whatever her name was, Ariel yep. was rebuilt Ariel. into uh, to Alita One. So this is yeah, before this, this you is... know Little Mermaid. So you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> they had nothing to do with that, right? <laughs> uh, just... uh, this is the third appearance of Alpha Trion in the second season. Yeah, and we met Alita One in his first appearance episode, close to the beginning of the season, if I remember right. Yeah, that was what search for Alpha Trion, I think. Conveniently enough, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And what I just want to, s- oh, oh, I just wanted to say that you know, not having watched G One in a little while, it is so nice to hear Peter Cullen do an Optimus Prime that doesn't sound like somebody's lethargic grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, there, yeah. there's just a little bit more life to it, and a, and a little bit more action. We, we've gotten a little bit too deep into the old, you know, the wisdom and grace and power kind of thing. It's just nice to uh, hear him in more of an action a hero mode again. It, I, I miss yeah. that. Yeah, you lo- you lose that bit where you know I think a lot of that original Optimus Prime was really meant to be more of sort of this the a John Wayne mm-hmm. you know sort of character, and now he's become like. What if John Wayne became Batman? And, <laughs> you know. I don't even think it's that, really. I mean, I, in the modern Optimus Prime, I don't really see that John Wayne value anymore. And I don't really see a Batman-ness to him either. He's just the old, experienced leader. Yeah. Who, oh, yeah, yeah. I was I, just talking about the adding the gruffness. It's like, you know, whatever plus gruffness equals, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, New thing, I mean, so. at some point along the way, the portrayal of Optimus Prime changed from action hero to grizzled veterans. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not really for the better, I don't think. Nah. No. Except for in the movies where he's, you know, sociopath veteran. Right. Yes. Sociopathic face getting faces. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's well, animated, never going to go away. Animated, <laughs> no. you know, kind of tried to to play him that you know I'm I'm learning type of character too. But so. that wasn't like a Peter Cullen version. But it wasn't yeah, Peter Cullen yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. No, yeah. that that was more of a adapting Optimus Primal to Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. at the start of Beast Wars, it was very much the same situation: an inexperienced new commander put in a bad, isolated situation. Right. Well, just to put it out there, I don't know if you want to cut it off or whatever, but. Um, uh, in Transformers Prime, when, when he would turn back into Orion Pax, what were you guys' views of that? Where he, I mean, it sounded like it was kind of refreshing to hear Peter Cullen play an uncertain Orion Pax. I don't know if you guys did or not, did, did he, you he, agree with that or not, but... I, I caught the uncertainty. Yeah, that, I mean, there there was some some change to the to the portrayal. Uh, you know, I I, I could see uh, what was being gone for there. I I would have you know, again, I, I I I guess just you know, at the man's age, with all respect, it's a little bit hard for him to play younger. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I see that kind of works too because if you assume that there is some sort of aging process in Transformers, which is long portrayed as something analogous to that. 
you know, mm-hmm. it is still the old Optimus Prime, but his mindset is back to his inexperienced days where he's not that sure. So he's not going to sound like a young person, but he's going to talk younger and think younger. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. It still kind of works. 